0: Welcome to Believe in the Entrepreneur, where the mission is to tell the story of the entrepreneur and how they overcame the obstacles in life and in business to get where they are today. All right, welcome to another episode of Believe in the Entrepreneur. Today, I've got Diego Elisaradas in the house. He's the account executive for Sandoval Tax CPAs, the, my accounting firm, actually. So Diego, thanks for being here. Thank you, Joe, for having me. Of course, of course. So, Diego, um, you know the the whole point of this uh, podcast is to get to know first of all who you are. You know what you did before you started working uh, for me, what, and then what you're doing now, and then tell a little bit about kind of what your plans are for the future. So, tell me a little bit about you and what you were doing before you started working here at Sandoval Taxi PAs.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I come from a you know first generation Mexican background. You know, my parents immigrated here from Mexico. And, you know, for me, you know, it it was full of opportunity, right? I mean, I graduated high school back in 2009, you know, went to work after that, you know, thinking life was going to be adrift, right? Just go by, you know, I was working at warehouses, construction. And then, um, you know, during construction, I, I was able to work with, you know, some men that were able to guide me on an opportunity to, get another chance at what I'm going to do with my future. Right. So at that time I was working at, uh, you know, Cal state, uh, LA, UCLA and, and Santa Barbara. So at that time, the, the bell would ring and I would see all kinds of students walking out. And then I would kind of be like, man, that should be me. So, you know, at that point I decided, you know what, let me go back to school and give it a try so I went back to school to Taft College and, you know, at first I didn't really know what I was going to do with myself, you know, so little by little I chose business, business administration and, um, you know, I graduated from Taft College in 2015, then I transferred to Cal State Channel Islands, shout out to Cal State Channel Islands, I'm a dolphin. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and, you know, there I, I really got the exposure that I was looking for, right, because you begin to meet people from all walks of life right and then you start to develop these relationships and kind of get an idea right of where you want to go and you know i didn't go to school right after high school but i i felt like everything has a reason right so by that time i understood what i wanted to do with myself and you know i graduated in 2018 got my bachelor's degree and after that well i started applying and, you know, I was so excited to just get out there with the degree and having something that I could represent, you know, with my family and for myself. Right. So I was applying, you know, to plenty places and I was getting rejected, um, you know, had a lot of no's. And then, you know, I was able to land a, a job as a recruiter uh, for a few years before I came to Santa Claus Tax CPA. So, you know, right there, you know, I learned how to just, you know, get on the phones, First and foremost, just get on the phones and start calling people, you know, prospect people, ask them, you know, about themselves, present opportunity and hopefully uh, be able to place them in a position where they can thrive. And, you know, one thing I got from there that I like, I like helping people. I like helping people and I help, I like help developing people. And I think that's one of my biggest strengths. And then after that, you know, I, uh, you know, I wanted to get into a sales position. Um, you know, I, I got motivated actually by my sister, uh, Karina. She works with ADP. Shout out my sister, Karina. And, uh, you know, I, I actually went out one time with her while she was doing a call. And I, I was hearing her conversate with her clients. And, you know, the way she spoke and they, the way they responded to her, like, I was like, okay, I could do that myself. So at that point, you know, I understood, okay. I want to do sales. I want to get into a position where I'm able to present a solution to somebody and make things happen. Right. You know, and I always had that mentality. I'm a hunter by nature. Um, I like to get out there and I like to get in front of people. So sure enough, you know, I got I saw a post online on LinkedIn uh, with Joel, uh, account executive. So I went ahead and applied. And, you know, sure enough, Joel, Joel uh, messaged me and said, you know, do you want to an interview? And I was like, sure, let's do it. And I mean, I just remember I had like four different interviews uh, for this position, you know, and it was challenging, you know, just to know that you're in competition with somebody else that you don't even know who they are. You don't know their background. They might have all the experience that I don't have, you know. But one thing was for sure was that I know I wanted to do it. So by the time I finished my last interview, you know, I was able to get the job offer and, you know, come into this new industry uh, that I had no exposure to and that honestly i didn't know the intricacies of um so you know the first few months of getting into this position it was really like a learning experience kind of just you know joel shadowed me on a few different meetings and then it was like here you go diego just run with it and that was you know of course i felt nervous at times you know but at the same time i used it to you know put me up like this is a challenge and then once i got the experience of people signing up I my mind was blown because at that point I'm like, oh, there's a lot of opportunity out there. And at that point I understood that, you know what, it's really, you know, in, in other positions, you know, we're kind of capped to a certain specific salary per year. And that's, that's cool. You know, if you do that, that's fine. But for me, once I understood there's a lot more to gain, you know, just by getting out there, that's what I wanted. And at that point I was like, okay, you know, let, let's take it to the next level. So at, at Sandoval Taxi CPAs, you know, we have tiers of uh, monthly recurring revenue. So it's just goals, right? And, you know, we've been gunning for this ultimate goal of doubling the fir- the size of the firm uh, since last year. And we've been gunning, you know, uh, we've had our ups and downs, you know, we've had people sign up, we had people cancel. But hey. We keep it pushing on a daily basis and it's going to it's going to continue to push. Right. But I think that's the fuel that, you know, we were we're competitive. Right. We come from a competitive nature and we refuse to give up based off of, you know, a certain situation. So that's been my story up to now.
0: I love it. I love it. And I think, you know, actually what you said that I actually didn't even know about you, Diego, that you mentioned is that you were in construction actually, you know, thinking that you were going to become, you know, pretty successful. And you realize that, Hey, there has to be a better way. And then you were influenced in a way by seeing other people, you know, become educated and you saw the value in education. Right. And, and then as you started to, then once you graduated, you finally landed your job, but you're like, Hey, you know, um, you know, you, you knew there was something better and you were influenced again, but now by your sister, and how she was able to interact with clients. And then after you got the sales job here at Sandoval Tax PAs, you also got the taste of you know, the potential that a salesperson can make, right? Because when you're in sales, nothing is guaranteed, right? It's every single day you got to wake up and you have to put your sales head on. And you're going to have some calls that go your way. You're like, feel that, you know, you're so proud of yourself. And there's just going to be times where they get, you get rejected and you have to bounce back from that, clear your mind. And then, and then just really remember what you said, you know, what, what is the value that we're providing to clients? What, what is the solution that we're solving? Right. And if we solve that problem for clients, it doesn't really, it's not even a sales job anymore. It's more a solutions job it's like hey what is your problem business owner are you struggling with your accounting are you struggling with your taxes what exactly are you struggling with and how can i be of service and once you you know once you provide the and you show the value to the client it doesn't even feel like a sales position anymore it's, it seems like a you know you're really just a representative of the firm and then well, how we can help so tell me a little bit about you know what are some of the problems that you commonly see when you, you know, because you're, you're, you, you meet with more clients than, than I do, right? I used to do what you did um, and I had to delegate that position so I could focus on bigger and better things, including this podcast. So tell me a little bit about some of the problems that you commonly see when you have meetings with prospects.
1: Yeah, so first and foremost, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it's not a sales job no more after being of service, right? I I consider myself a a facilitator of opportunity for both sides, right? Um, Whether it's somebody that needs help, you know, desperately to, to improve their business, you know, we facilitate the opportunity and the solution. So, you know, one of the biggest problems that I do see is first and foremost is lack of awareness, right? So, a lot of business owners you know don't really know what's out there for them right uh you know they just kind of go into business and there there's two aspects of the business right there's generating the revenue which is a front end and then retaining earnings right which is the back end and, and all the compliance and whatnot so the first and foremost the the lack of awareness of you know compliance you know just kind of uh not knowing what what's what has to be done in the business in order to be compliant with the laws and whatnot. Second is knowing that it's out there, but not being able to make a decision. And those two are the main things that I see people have, right? I mean, the problems vary from uh, people being behind on their accounting, their books, right? Them not being in order, or even if they are in order, they just don't know, or they don't have access to somebody that has a knowledge to be able to help them to save money on taxes. So those are the most common problems that I have that people come in and talk to me. And, you know, a lot of the times it comes down to both of those, right? There's lack of awareness of solutions and opportunity or, you know, the lack of being able to make a decision to improve their situation.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that, uh, you know, it all goes back and when you say awareness, to me, that means education. Right. Like has a lot of, you know, we we serve a lot of Hispanic, uh, the Hispanic community because we're a bilingual CPA firm. We speak both English, we speak Spanish. And so we can service, you know, anyone that can speak either of those languages. And so the Hispanic community, it's changing now with the younger generation. But the older generation, from my experience, you know, didn't have the opportunity that we did. They didn't go to college. They didn't get those bachelor's degree, those master's degree, or those PhDs. And so, you know, compared to somebody that did have that education, they probably don't need as much awareness because they've probably been taught some of those things. Right. But the Hispanic community, you know, they they just know, um, you know, then they're not, like you said, they're not aware of the compliance that is needed for them to run a business, right? Like if they have an, an S corporation, for example, they probably don't even know that they should be on payroll. Or if they're a sole proprietor, they don't realize that they're overpaying in the taxes because they should be set up as a different entity, whether right. it's an LLC, C corp, or S corp. But they don't, they don't know that because they haven't been educated, right? And it goes back to, and that's why I hit home when you said, hey, you know, I was influenced by going to school and, and you know, I had to do something better for myself, and so if we can educate, I think, the the public and the community on how they can make their lives better simply by just knowing how the tax laws work, I mean, their lives not only will be impacted, but their families as well. Absolutely. And so I think that our job is to really educate business owners. And one of the things that we, we educate business owners on is the misconception of tax preparation and tax planning. So could you tell me a little bit about how we educate business owners on those two different topics?
1: Sure, sure. I mean, the biggest thing to take away from tax preparation and tax planning, right, is there is one thing you take away from it is time. That's the biggest thing, right? Because tax preparation you're falling for last year. It's compliance, right? Tax planning is more of a proactive solution right so you're doing it throughout the year right so in 2022 if I was a business owner I would start tax planning right now right so whether it's teaming up with the CPA that understands the laws right getting the team behind them and just implementing the strategies right in a timely manner right because when December 31st 2022 comes around and you haven't tax plan, then that's when you start scrambling, right? And the last thing w- that you want to do next year is thinking about the past year. So I think the biggest thing is time, right? So just taking that advantage of time and making sure that you you optimize whatever time you have in your hands right now, right? So you could tax plan and plan ahead right now, but you can't plan for the past.
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, that's, again, it's lack of awareness because, for example, a lot of uh individuals believe that if they hire a CPA, that that CPA is going to save them money, right? And because they understand the tax laws, they they want to school for that, but they don't realize that their CPA, they're just hiring them for preparation. And it, for example, I can't go back in time and create an entity for you. I can't go back and say, you know, let's go back into the future. You know, that, you know, fortunately that technology hasn't been invented. I don't know if it ever will. I really doubt it. So, therefore, you have to plan, right? Right. You can't go back and say, hey, uh, what strategies can we do? It's like, hey, those strategies had to be implemented before the year, right? Like forming an entity is one of them. Or maybe purchasing a vehicle and taking advantage of 100% bonus depreciation. I mean, these are just two examples. There's just so many. I mean, the tax law is over 46,000 pages where the Bible only on average has 1,200 pages. So you could could just imagine, (laughs) you know, the amount of opportunity, just like there is in sales, the amount of opportunity there is in the tax code. Right. And, you know, even as a CPA myself, like I have to take 80 hours of continuing education every two years. Tax laws are always changing. If we have a new president, like we just had one that was elected this year, he hasn't made that many changes, but he plans to and when we had you know donald trump as a president the tax laws were completely changed i mean they were like there was there so so different from the years prior like he even tried to make the tax return like the postcard i mean it, it, and I, that's a different topic but but the mat, the fact of the matter is you know if someone wants to save money on taxes they need to hire their cpa
1: not for preparation but for planning would you agree Absolutely. And um, and, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying, you can't plan for the past. Right. I think you have to have those conversations with your CPA as well, because at the same time, they might be structured in such a way where they set up to do compliance work. Right. So when you have these meetings, it's probably only when you're doing taxes. So you have to have that conversation to them and figure out if it's the same, if you guys are aligned, right? So do you have the same goal? Do I have the same goal? Right? Because what he's doing might not fit what you're looking for.
0: Yeah, I agree hundred percent. And you know what? It all goes back to awareness and education because even as a CPA, CPAs are taught to fill out tax forms. Correct. They're not ta- taught to plan right? We learn planning through experience. We learn planning by us investing into software that helps us plan, right? We, we put in, we pay for example, for our tax planning software alone, not preparation, just tax planning. We pay close to $15,000 a year just to be able to serve our clients and help save them money. Mm-hmm. But I see it as an investment because we're able to save our clients hundreds of of thousands of dollars in taxes, which then impacts their lives and their families' lives and helps them get closer to financial freedom. And so um, I think as a lot of CPAs also need to become educated on how they can h- help them plan and also how to structure their services to allow them to do that because a lot of CPAs, unfortunately, they're just too busy. They don't have the time to help them plan. And we've organized, and that's what makes us different. I think in my opinion is that we've organized our firm from a planning perspective. Like we don't start a relationship unless we can help save you money. We want you to get a three to 400% return on your investment. In other words, if you pay us $5, I want you to get $20, think about that. It's the same thing. The the numbers might be different. Maybe it's $3,800 to save you $10,000 or $9,800 to save you $30,000. Right. I mean, it's a no brainer. And we set up our, our, uh, service in a way to like benefit the client. And then those savings are year after year after year after year. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you only pay that fee one time.
1: Right, right, absolutely, 100%. And even then, you know, it's even taking a step back, right? Because I think that's the biggest challenge is not only, um, I mean, we could convince somebody that we could save them $10,000 at least, right? But persuading them to move forward is, is a whole different ballpark. And, you know, I, I think we have to kind of take it back in terms of, okay, what do you, as a consumer, consider a cost? and what do you consider an investment?
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think that, you know, you, th- you said there's two things, right? You said awareness, and then the inability to make a decision, right? A lot of people stall when, because they see the upfront cost, but I had, I had this example actually told to me, and I thought it was so powerful. You know, when there's a bird that's in a nest, right? It The mother eventually says, hey, it's, it's your turn to fly, right? It's your turn to fly. And And so she drops the the baby bird from the nest and it goes down. Well, 100% of the time, what, what happens to those birds? They fly. So it had to go down in order to go up. See, everybody knows that everything that goes up must come down. Everybody knows that, but not a lot of people know. They don't have the awareness that things have to go down in order for them to go up. So don't expect your bank account to go up if you're not willing to let it go down.
1: Absolutely. And that's very powerful itself when you think about it. Right. It's like, man, we don't want to let our bank account go down. But at the same time, if we don't let it go down, where is it going to go?
0: Exactly. And it's only losing money in the bank. You get what? Zero point zero zero one percent in the bank. Right. It's like you got to make that money work for you. You know, that's why people invest in real estate. That's why people flip properties. That's why people invest in CPAs. Because they know, they understand the, con- the concept of return on investment. And I think that also is an area that, uh, that most people don't understand what ROI means. They hear the term, but do you actually know the calculation? Do you actually know what your return on investment is on your rental property? Do you know what your return on investment is on that flip? If I've been around multi-millionaires and all of their decisions are based on numbers. They look at if they're going to build this huge apartment complex, they're like, what's our return on investment? That's the question they ask. And is that return on investment worth it to them? Because they could put that money elsewhere, right? They don't have to purchase that apartment complex, or maybe they are in that business, but maybe that's not the right location. Maybe there's a better location. Is it nearby schools, right? There's, they're going to get different ROIs depending on so many different factors. So, you know, when people hesitate to hire a CPA and, and we're giving them a three to four time return on their investment, like it just makes me like, in a way, you know, I think I want to push people to, to, to move forward because that just, I know we're going to make their lives better, right? but they're not, they don't have the, the, or the courage to move forward. So why would you say Diego, or maybe what, what are some of the thoughts that comes, you know, why do you, why do you think that some prospects don't have the ability to say yes?
1: That's a great question. I mean, I ask myself every time I get a no um, and, and in reality and in, and this is even goes on the daily life, right? For myself and for anybody in general. There's two types of mentalities, right? There's an, uh, a scarce mentality and there's an abundant mentality. And a lot of the times we're conditioned to have a scarce mentality. We're conditioned to have a scarce mentality because that's all we hear all day right you know on the news all the bad news you know that this is going to go bad that this is going wrong you know and people get scared you know and i mean i'm human we're human so it's naturally to to have a sense of defense right so we don't want to take a risk we don't want to lose right we don't want to take the risk and maybe lose yeah we can win but you know what what if we lose Right. So I think as soon as we're able to switch that around into like, hey, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to do something, to get something, to go somewhere. And as soon as I mean, this is something that, you know, we could train ourselves to do is just think in a positive way, accept only positivity. And you know what? Have belief in yourself, have belief that, hey, things might go well and I want to be prepared when it does go well. And that's the biggest thing I take away is when people are unable to make a decision. A lot of the times it's because it's coming from a scarce mentality, right? So my biggest advice is let's start conditioning ourselves to have an abundant mindset and be able to say, hey, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it and it's going to be a successful thing. And um, that's my biggest takeaway from it.
0: I think that you hit it, you know, right on the head because it's all it all comes down to mindset, right? Do you have belief in yourself as a person to become successful, right? And and the and the the, 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 the truth of the matter is that things will sometimes go wrong. You're not always gonna get it right. There's there's times where I've invested in things where things just bomb and I'd lost my money. Right. But it was it the end of the world? No. Actually, even if I lost money, I learned something. I learned not to make that mistake again. And now me as a person, I'm more powerful because I'm going to now not make those same mistakes. Right. And so you have to be willing to take and accept risk. Right. And so you have to know what your risk tolerance is. Right. It's like, hey, if I were to invest into a tax plan, for example, let's say it's thirty eight hundred bucks or ninety eight hundred dollars. Would I would I not have food to put on the table, or would I be okay? And also, I think what's very important, Diego, is that people need to do their due diligence, right? Have they actually done research on our firm? Have right. they, or anything that you're going to buy in general? Have you done? Have you looked at Google reviews? Uh, have you looked at who the CEO is? You know, what's their reputation? What you know, what are they known for? You know, I think the more due diligence that you do, the less risk you have. Absolutely. And so, and I think that people, if you've already done your research and you see other people having success, you know, I mean, there's the social proof to like, to just guarantee that it's going to work out. Mm -hmm. So I think that if people took the time to research and, and then, and then they have the belief in themselves, I mean, those are the people that are our clients, right? Because they had the ability to say yes and that's why they work with us and that's why they make that's why they're millionaires most of our clients are making at least $500,000 in gross revenue we have clients that are make less than that but we have clients you know our ideal clients are 500,000 revenue to $5 million in revenue we have course com- that some that make more some that make less but in order to make that kind of money i mean they they understand you know that there's risk they've already been through those, some of those things but you know we have you know, some people even that are at that level still have those fears cuz like you said it's part of our nature right i feel like we're born to like be you know just be scared i mean even if you look at animals right i had for example there was a duck i don't know if you saw my social media page i had there was a duck in my pool and i woke up the morning i was like what the hell is a duck doing in my pool and as soon as i got close to it what do you think that that duck did it flew flew away so we have that that scared mindset like he thought i was gonna come that out that duck was in danger. When, as a matter of fact, I was just trying to take a video. I was like, I thought it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. i never seen right. a duck in my pool. But as a as a human being, as a, you know, we're, we're born with that. And so I think the way to get around that, it's like you said, your environment, right? If you surround yourself around people who have abundance, if you surround yourself around people who believe in themselves, if you surround yourself or if you or you consume content that is positive, right? You as a person are then going to have those beliefs, mm-hmm. but if you're listening to the news like you were saying, that's usually negative, or you listen or you're around an environment that is toxic, mm-hmm. then when you come to a consultation with us, you're probably going to have those same beliefs, right? And so, what would you uh, what would you say to someone that how can they um, change those belief patterns?
1: Well, first and foremost, is accept the fact that. You know, we're in that situation. Um, you know, I, I think that it's all, it's all small steps. So actually, I was taking a training not that long ago. And, you know, it's it's on a daily basis, you should set goals for yourself. Whether it's, you know, everything from brushing your teeth, doing your bed, getting to work on time, um, accomplishing, whether it's going to the gym, right? Once you start accompli- setting the goals and accomplishing the goals you start feeling the level of accomplishment right you start being more confident in yourself and then once you build confidence in yourself you start realizing like hey you know what's gonna stop me and even if something does come my way if life throws a curveball at me i'm gonna dust it off and keep going you know so i think it's just the little steps in our daily activity that that changes that right because i myself used to be definitely somebody with the scarce mentality. And I'm not going to lie, you know, until, you know, a few months ago, I really started experiencing that abundance mindset. Like I I, I believe in myself, you know, I, I know where I want to go. Right. I know my weaknesses and I know my strengths. But over all of that. Right. I understand that at the end of the day, anything could happen around me. Life is going to be life. The world is going to be the world. But for one thing, I know for sure. Is I could control what I can control, which is myself, right? My emotions, my actions, how I I approach situations, how I react to situations, how I think, how I eat, everything, right? So I I know one thing that I learned is that everything trickles down from the top to the bottom. So, you know, everything you think, everything you eat, everything you hear, everything you say, that eventually is going to go down to your feet. You know, it's going to trickle down to your children It's going to trickle down generations if you let it be that way. Right. So I think, you know, we take a step back and just start on our small steps daily basis. What, what goals do we have to accomplish, accomplish them, build that confidence? And then, you know, we could approach the world and be able to, you know, take those risks. Absolutely. After the due diligence. Yeah, 100%. I think it's those small wins,
0: right? Those small wins that that just bring you up, that give you that reassurance that you're like, "Hey, you know what? This is something good for me. This there is abundance in the world right." But it starts one day at a time. One right. day at, you got to take those baby steps. So, anyway, Diego, um tell me a little bit about, you know, where do you see the firm going? You know, what are the things that you're working on? What are you excited about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think definitely the next step, right, is just hitting that, you know, the doubling of the this- size of the firm that's the next step and i think once we pass that threshold you know it's game over it's gonna be um you know on the on the next level hire more employees build 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 i want to be able to build a a sales team under me i want to help develop other sales pe- people you know give opportunity to them let them feel that that sense of accomplishment when they close a deal um and i think it's going to be a great thing right i mean i always Again, I'm a competitive person, so I want to go against the big the big wigs in this industry, you know, and I want to go against them and establish who we are, who I am in this industry.
0: I love it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we read our mission, vision, values every morning. Right. And our mission is to be one of the top CPA firms in the entire state of or excuse me, in the entire United States. And I think that, it, you know, we're going to get there one step at a time. It goes back to those baby steps. But we have that big vision. And I think that if we continue to, to work the way we've been and, you know, even before you started, just to give transparency to our listeners, it's like we, we had the goal of doubling the size of the firm. And you've been with us for, I think, a year and a half or so. And we were basically at zero because we're like, hey, let's double the size of the firm in one year and a year and a half we've, I think we're like at 95%. And so, like you said, we've had some, some downfalls. We've gotten close to 99%, but either way we're, you know, that's, that's entrepreneurship. It goes up, it goes down, but in the long run, we're still going in the right direction. And I just want to, you know, uh, kind of just end this up, Diego. I just want to say thank you for being part of my team. I think you've been a great um, team member, a big asset to our firm. I think that we wouldn't be where we are today if it weren't for you. And I think that our future is bright. And I just, um, you know, I, I think that for any listener that is listening and that they were inspired by this and they want to book a call uh, with Sandoval Tax CPAs, they can go to um, our our website or you can go to specifically help.sandovaltax.com. If you go to help.sandovaltax.com, you'll be able to just, uh, book a 15-minute call with Diego and so, uh, again, Diego, I just want to say thank you uh, for, for, for being here, and it's a pleasure uh, having you as a guest.
1: Thank you, Joel, for having me, and thank you for the opportunity.